Welcome to Tiki Central Canada. Ever wonder what's in that cool, refreshing drink that you just have to have on that hot summer's day? Mmm, me too. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He has left society. He has entered Tiki Central with palm trees, beach sand, blue skies, and God, get me a drink now. Here's your hosts, Craig, Paula, and Mark, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information. Hey folks, and hey, how we doing? It's Craig here from Tiki Central Canada. I'll be your host, your bartender, your mixologist, and hopefully information for the hour. See how it goes. Hopefully. There we go. And there's Paula. She's got a clear few cents in. Hey, how we doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. How's the new mom? Tired as a new mom. <laughs> well, that's to be expected, of course. Yes. I miss seeing your faces, though, even though we're not together. Yeah. I definitely can't wait till we're recording live all together. That's a huge thing for sure. But it this was a big step up because people, you guys don't know this probably, but we have been recording online, each one of us from our own houses. And um, today, for the first time, we are recording with video also. So we see each other now. <laughs> <laughs> At least we get to see what we look like, the, the COVID versions of ourselves. That's right. right. Yeah. Yes. It, seem, it seems like a Zoom meeting. <laughs> Just make sure you have pants on, okay? Because like, <laughs> oh, I didn't get that memo. Oh no, me neither. I'm in a house coat. I don't have pants on at all. <laughs> and another voice you heard in there was Mark, of course, our tiki, our tiki expert. Yes, Mark, not there internationally, yes. but yes, our tiki expert. And how is Mark doing today? We're doing okay. We're doing great. We're doing awesome. Awesome. I noticed that Mark is not in the back cave. Yes, I'm upstairs in the uh, in the living room in anticipation of the. Uh, the game. Yes, we actually are recording on Super Bowl Sunday. This is a, uh, you know, you guys are football fans? Are you guys? I mean, no, Mark is obviously a uh, football fan. What, what's your team, Mark? Well, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. We, fin- we finally, uh, I mean, there used to be a picture from many years ago of uh, two Kansas City Chiefs fans sitting up in their stands and then the camera pulls back and they're all alone. There is like <laughs> no one there. And this is like during the regular season. Okay, so... <laughs> There's a lot of lean years. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and Paul, if you had a, a football team, what team would it be? Whichever one Tom Brady's playing in. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's he's on your list, right? If you told me before. Yeah, yeah. He, he is um, my uh, free pass. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> he already has the hot Brazilian wife. I don't think he would want me, you know. <laughs> Why Aww. not? You're... You got character. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you. You've got a drink named after you. I don't think he does. But his his hot Brazilian wife has double his followers on Instagram. Ooh. Like she's pretty hot. He so has and he has eight million followers. Still, I'm okay. I'm I'm good with my my Tom Brady that I have here at home. Uh, I wouldn't trade him for anything. So, yes, leave me with my. My Justin Brady. There we go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm also an Eagles fan, really. Oh, okay. But I, I'm super fan of Tom Brady. So I'm sorry, Mark, but I will not be rooting uh, with you tonight. That's okay. 
I'm used to people not cheering for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So, yes, as you guys have noticed, we're talking uh, different rooms and different houses. So, because we're in different houses, we're trying to stay safe and stay home. We hope that all of our listeners are doing the same thing. I have listened, I'm sure you guys have been listening to the news. It's, it's kind of hard to listen to sometimes the news because the numbers are just constantly there every single day. But the good thing is I've noticed the last few days is that the numbers are going down. So we're obviously doing something right. And uh, as long as we keep going, then we'll see how it goes. Hopefully the government doesn't think that keeping us in lockdown is what they're doing right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's not working for Mark. He has to clean every single room in his house pretty soon. I know. (laughs) Let me out. That's right. He's like, I want to go back to the vinyl store. It's pretty funny when you want to go back to work so bad because you don't want to be home. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> well, because yeah, like Norma's the same way. There's a to do list, right? So it's like, great. Like, there's no sitting around and watching movies. No, no, there's things to do. The honey do list. The honey do list. That's right. <laughs> so let's go on to the show. Yes, I'm dying to know what are we going to be talking about today. So today we're going to be talking about the Hawaiian Eye Cocktail. Hawaiian. That just brings me to a happy place altogether. Brings everyone to a happy place, yes. Why? Everyone likes the Blue Hawaiian? Okay, okay, yes. For you, it's the Blue Hawaiian, for sure. I'm just saying, when people hear Hawaii, they automatically do think of tiki, they automatically think of Polynesian, and tropics, right? Let me ask you something before you start telling me about this drink. Yes. Do you think that if I go to Hawaii, I will find the best blue Hawaiian yet? Tough question, Mark. What you, what's your thoughts on that? I would presume that the place of origin would have the best one. That's an <laughs> assumption, though. Right? I mean, who knows? I think. It okay, because I'm going to have would... to replay that show to discover where it was created in Hawaii. Oh, actually, I think we're going to be able to rewind that onto this show. So there you go. Really? I don't know if it's going to taste better, but it's going to taste authentic, which makes it better. Does that make any sense? It, it makes 100% sense. But, but then again, every single time that I tried another one that wasn't Craig's, I was like, <laughs> you know, because... <laughs> that would be a pucker face for people not on video. <laughs> I totally forgot we weren't... Uh, <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> so it is from Hawaii? Yes. So this actually was created in Hawaii in 1957. I'm taking that it wasn't a Dawn the Beach Bombardi or Vic or <laughs> any of these people. So it wasn't Dawn the Beach Comer or Trader Vic who actually created this cocktail. No, it was actually created by Harry Yee, a bartender of the Hawaiian Village Hotel. Now, oh, Harry Yee, this, have we talked about him before? Yes, we have talked about him before. We talked about him on a show that featured one of Paula's favorite drinks, the Blue Hawaiian. Mm. That's right. This guy is actually the creator of the Blue Hawaiian and several other tiki drinks that are very famous. So, uh, I wish I could thank him. Well, maybe someday you can. <laughs> so wait, he's alive? He's alive. He's 101 years old, actually. Harry Yee, yes. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. Here, that's the Harry. I was not expecting that answer, but okay. 101. I hope to get to there. I mean, at least 100 years old anyway. I mean, we talked about before on the, on the show about the Smucker's Jar, which is in the States on the Today Show. When you reach 100, you end up on the Smucker's Jar. So for me, that's where I'm hoping that I reach up to the Smucker's Jar at least. Mark, I'm sure you're uh, working your way there soon. 
The Smucker's Jar? Yeah. Well, okay. The Smucker's Jar, sure. Yeah, I want to <laughs> go in the, uh, yeah, the, the grape jelly jar. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go back to the drink. <laughs> Tell me more. I want to know more then. Go, go on. Okay, so... Harry basically was a bartender at the hotel, and what it was is that a TV show was going to record at the hotel. Which show? So the Hawaiian Eye, which is oh. also the name of the cocktail, go figure, was actually was created and filmed there in 1959 to 1963. And so he created the drink for the show. A lot of Harry Yee's cocktails, when I was looking at some of the, the biography of him, he just kind of created on the fly. Like a lot of it, he just kind of like had a suggestion for something. Like the Blue Hawaiian example... It's because of Bowles going to him saying, well, we've got this blue carousel and we want to create a drink with it. It seems like he is very good at kind of just like, okay, I need a drink and this is what's going to be in it and I'm going to create it on the fly. Very good at that. Also, too, the show was actually their home to all the actors and the staff of the show while they're filming the show. Um, you see a lot of that where like uh, Hawaii Five-0 or even movies that have been filmed in Hawaii, they actually stay at that hotel. So it's a very historical hotel. Yeah, I've been trying to get the uh, vinyl soundtrack for that for ever. I'm sure I could order it online or something like that, but that would pay too much for it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's above Mark's budget. <laughs> yeah, I do have a audio version of it though. Oh, there you go. Hawaiian. Hawaiian. <laughs> I I swear to God, I heard Hawaiian. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that was with uh, the show. I never saw the show, but it was with uh, Connie Stevens and uh, Robert Conrad. Wow, some big names back then. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't order it online because you don't want to burst your budget of five bucks? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's how much is the record? Whatever. How much is shipping? Way too much. Yeah. Especially, especially, I see. Right? So I don't want to spend $40 for a $5 record. Exactly. I yeah. see. Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. Fair enough. I want to know what's in this drink because it says Hawaii. I'm excited already. Okay, so let's Craig go. <laughs> Craig, oh, here we go. So let's go through the recipe. It's actually a Jeff the Beach Bomberry recipe. Well, I mean, it's not his recipe, but his discovery of the recipe. Are you two drinking it? I'm drinking. Well, I'm not drinking it. I'm drinking ooh, uh, actually guava berry rum from St. Martin uh, with some pineapple juice and some coconut rum. It's really good. Mark, you're making... I'm drinking it. Mm. What's your take on the drink so far? Would I like it? Probably not. <laughs> I'm so glad that all the drinks that Polly would not drink are the ones that we're doing via internet, because then I don't have to worry about making them and seeing the pucker face every single time. <laughs> but it makes me happy to know that now I'm not pregnant anymore, and now you can make the drink next time you this come. This is true. This is true. So that makes me believe that you're going to choose a very girly drink. Oh, next one at your house? Girly drink for sure. Yay! Mark, you're <laughs> screwed. Oh. Yeah, well. <laughs> I'll have to drink it anyways. <laughs> That's right. Just to get your commentary on it, you're going to have to drink it. So tell us what's in it, and I'll give you my critique. There we go. So yeah, like I said, is from the Jeff the Beach Bumberry Sipping Safari that I got the recipe. And so it is going to be a quarter ounce of white rum. I take it that it was Havana Club for Mr. Mark there. Yes, it was. There we go. See, I know him well. Three quarters of an ounce of dark Jamaican rum. That was Appleton. Yes, I found some Appleton. Ding, ding. Two for two so far. Yeah. <laughs> 
three-quarter ounce of dark Jamaican rum from Bermuda. Gossing rum. Black seal, yep. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Three for three. <laughs> so, yes, it is a very boost for drink, as you can tell. If you are not a boost for person, you can obviously tone down those ratios. We'll talk about that in a second. So, the non-boozy part of the drink is going to be the three ounces of grapefruit juice. Now, if you're not a grapefruit juice person, I think, Mark, what suggestions you made for Linda? Yeah, well, there's a lot of people out there that have to have medications that you can't use grapefruit juice. Why? Uh, because it does... it. The medications that people are on, it tends to allegedly, well, not allegedly, it makes the medicine go quicker to where it's supposed to go, and so it can cause adverse effects. Oh, I had no idea. However, it's debatable whether or not the amount of grapefruit juice you actually get in a cocktail is enough to trigger this. And so if you're really worried, talk to your doctor. Because mm-hmm. if you have like an ounce of grapefruit juice in a huge drink, I'm sure it's not sure it's going to be fine, but... Consult your local physician. So, <laughs> uh, so what I did was I used, uh, because this takes three ounces of grapefruit juice, which is quite a lot for a lot of drinks, I did an ounce and a half of orange juice, an ounce and a half of uh, lime juice. And it tasted pretty good. But of course, with the three ounces, oh yeah. What else has it got in there? Yeah, so let's go through this. It's an ounce and a half of guava juice. A splash of simple syrup, which is the one-to-one ratio of sugar and water, which we talked about many times on the show, and then two dashes of bitters. Now, I liked it because it was a very tart drink. It mm-hmm. uh, wasn't sweet at all. And, of course, it's very booze-forward. So, I liked it a lot. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't like guava. No. It's a very popular fruit in Brazil, and I'm like, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, let's explain what guava is to our listeners, because if you're not quite sure what it is, here's kind of the breakdown for it. So, it actually is a fruit in the citrus category. It's kind of like an orange or a passion fruit. Uh, grows mostly in Mexico and in the Caribbeans. And from my research, this is very cool. It actually has four times the amount of vitamin C than a regular orange. Yep, that's true. It is very healthy for you. I'm feeling sure. healthier already having one of these. <laughs> <laughs> and many more to come, I imagine. <laughs> I have a question, though, because I know in Brazil we have guava everywhere. Yes. But how about here? Is it easy to buy or find guava here so the guava that you're going to find here at least that i use or i've used in the past is commercial which means that it's going to be sugar-based in some perspective so a good product that i use in the past or even now is oasis oasis is a juice company that makes all these exotic juices and stuff like that but they do actually use a lot of sugar in their juices the reason why i use that because the shelf life is very long it's like a year long but like I said, if you're looking for guava juice, that might be the only option you've got in the North American territories. Uh, Mark, I imagine that's what you use, the commercial one, right? That, that's what I use. It comes in a big honking Tetra pack, and so it sits in the cupboard for until you need it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so when we talked about all the different things, like so Mark's saying that this is very tart and it's very boost forward. So my suggestion to you guys is that keep the same rums if you can, but maybe lower the ratios down. So instead of being like, say, a quarter ounce of, well, you can still do the quarter ounce of white rum, maybe tone down the dark and the Bermuda rum. So maybe those would be like what, maybe half, maybe quarter ounces as well. So if you do a quarter and a quarter and a quarter, or maybe a quarter, half and a half, that's going to tone it down quite a bit. You got to keep the rum in, man. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Taking rum You didn't expect any other answer now, did you? This is ludicrous. What's going on here? That's just wrong. (laughs) 
But yeah, I guess you could do actually, like I said, tone down some of the ratios and stuff like this. The grapefruit example for me, I, uh, if I was making this for Norma, I know I wouldn't put three ounces of grapefruit in there. There's no way. I probably put it in three ounces of orange juice, maybe. Something to kind of balance it out a bit. But that's the thing. Then then just don't make this drink for Norma. True. There's lots of drinks I don't make for Norma because simply she, does, she doesn't exactly like Exactly like me. I'm sure that this is one I wouldn't drink it. Instead of modifying the whole drink, just drink one that you like. Yeah, I found it tasted not unlike a Navy Grog. So it's going to be okay. uh, very booze forward and quite tart as opposed to not boozy and sweet. <laughs> But I get to show on the road here because, like, Mark's gonna pass out before. <laughs> uh, I need another drink. It's really this one's good. done. I gotta get another one. Started too early. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you shake it, stir it, put it in a hat? What do you do? Yep. Yeah, so, you gotta shake this. And what we're gonna do is you're gonna strain this into a hurricane glass and garnish it with a fresh pineapple slice and then an umbrella. Why? Why a Mark pineapple, is... though, if there's no pineapple Why in the, the, pineapple? In the drink? No, seriously. <laughs> I, I just, I get the recipe. I don't, uh, I don't create the recipe. I just make the recipe. Here we go. I presume the pineapple is because it's from Hawaii. Oh, there you go. There's maybe an answer to that. And I also presume it's a place to stick the umbrella. True. There you go. That's my only <laughs> guess. I'm making that up. That's a good educated okay. guess. I think so. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think that that's as close as we're going to get to an actual answer. That's, that's right. Until every now and then you have to make an educated yeah, guess, un- right? Until one go. of us can find Mr. Yi and ask him. Having made this trick, I'll let the listeners know this takes a lot of ice. Oh, really? It takes it takes it takes a whole tray essentially to hold to fill up a hurricane glass. Oh uh, yeah, you use trays still. Oh. <laughs> Because she's got a fridge that does it for her. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, if you're ancient like Mark and still have trays, wow! <laughs> beware. You need a I like tray. the winter because I get more ice because I make it in the back porch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Why do I picture there's like 15 ice trays laid out on the friggin' the back porch of, during, in Mark's house in the wintertime? So you need, need lots of ice. Because you also need ice to shake it as well. Exactly. So good, good, good tip there. So you need lots of ice. To, I mean, we've talked about this in the past. You need lots of ice when you're entertaining in the first place. So uh, I don't know about you guys, but when I entertain, I always overbuy ice because I'd rather have too much ice and get rid of it than to like not have enough and be you know short. You remember still how it feels like to entertain. <laughs> It's been a while. I don't. It's been a while, but I'm just saying is when I've done tiki parties in the past, I've always, at the end of the party, end up going back to the freezer in the garage and throwing away two or three bags of ice. And I'm like, I'd rather be throwing it away than not making it at all. So, Why do you throw it away, though? Uh, because actually, here's a good tip for all of our listeners out there. When you buy bags of ice at the store, the quality of that ice deteriorates through time. In other words, what I mean by that is that the ice will start to get like frost, almost like it, it sounds funny, gets frostbitten. So it gets all kind of frosty. Uh, it'll have flakes on it. Um, it's just the quality deteriorates. So when you buy store ice, really should be buying it the day of the party and not buying it way in advance or stocking, piling a whole bunch of ice in your fridge because it is going to lose its quality. Why is that? Do we know? I think it's just because it's something that's loose and it's not vacuum sealed. There actually is air in there in those bags. 
So the air interacts with the ice and the and the cold. So there, that's where you get the frostbitten. Mark, what are your suggestions on uh, that scenario? Just keep making ice. <laughs> I, uh... Buy more ice trays. <laughs> yeah, buy more ice trays. Here you go. No, I put. I just. Uh, freezer bags and then fill them up and then keep lots of trays handy. So I usually have about two, two uh, large freezer bags filled with ice cubes ready mm-hmm. to go and then and then the trays. Nice. Good tip. Now, I was actually going to ask you, Mark, because from your experience, because you, you do do uh, ice cube trays. If you leave your ice in the ice cube tray, does that have the same problem where it deteriorates and kind of the quality gets lost? Yes, over time, yes, absolutely. See, exactly, it, yeah. It actually, actually dehydrates. You'll see the ice cubes get uh, smaller. smaller and smaller. I've seen that too. So, yeah. So, drink more. Drink drink more. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's another tip. Drink more. <laughs> so, tell me more about the, the Harry Yee person. Sure. Let's talk about Harry Yee. So, uh, we just mentioned earlier in the show, he's 101 years old. Woohoo! Uh, in 1955, Harry was the first person to put an orchid into a tiki drink or any drink of all. Wow. Okay, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. And I have I have two comments I would like to make right now. Okay, go for it. N- number one, I really, really like it when you talk about people that are still alive and that I have the potential <laughs> of meeting, bumping into. <laughs> she Seriously. Hated she hated it like, oh, these guys are all dead. This is no fun. <laughs> yeah, like I can't go, you know, like. I'm gonna go check him out. Nope, he's not. He's not alive. Damn it! <laughs> or complain. I, I I like having the person to go complain with. Um, <laughs> what do you do? And, you gonna uh, complain to Jeff to Beach Bombberry? You know, I'm really not unhappy, Jeff, because you know I've had to try all these drinks that are giving me the pucker face. I'm I'm not impressed. <laughs> no, or else like everyone makes a different mai tai, Jeff. Like, yeah. Can't they just change the name of the damn drink? What are you gonna do about Anyhow. it, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, second of all, I really love orchids, and mine are blooming right now. Sweet, middle of the winter time. Yes. That is awesome. Yeah, orchids are special flowers like that indoors, obviously, but they are blooming now. So I'm so excited. It's the first time that I'm getting them to bloom. On like, aside from when I bought them, they were already there. Mm-hmm. So I let it die and grow back, like. It's the first time it went full cycle, so I'm really happy. So tell me more about this orchid situation with Harry. Yeah, so what inspired him to do this? Let's go through the story of that. So he actually used to use sugarcane sticks in his drinks. But then what people would do is they'd chew on the sticks and then spit them out into the ashtrays. And so he found that when the ashes and the sugarcane would stick together, it was a real mess. And so he put an orchid into his drink because he stopped, wanted to stop cleaning all the ashtrays. So it wasn't because of tiki. It wasn't because, hey, it's going to be romantic. It's more like, I'm done cleaning ashtrays. So I'm going to change this. So he put it instead of the, the sugar cane stick? That's right. <laughs> ah, interesting. But you just you think about that because you never would think in a million years, like, so he did it to stop cleaning. No, I thought it was going to be something like, oh, because of the beauty of it and the, you know, the tone. Or it's tiki or tropical or, no, it was so I could do less work. That would be really icky. All this sugar cane and ash butts. Oh, oh, man. I know. I'm so glad we don't, they don't smoke in bars anymore. Like, I'm so glad that that is gone because, I mean, I can't even imagine cleaning all that mess up. Until last year, I wasn't glad at all that they stopped smoking in bars, but... 
Now I am. Because, yeah, you stopped smoking. Yay! How long has it been now? <laughs> a year. Over a year. Wow. On the 20th of January was a year. Mm-hmm. So let's see. You stopped smoking. Um, then a month later, I got pregnant. <laughs> well, I had to keep something to keep her occupied. They don't give you that warning on the package. <laughs> That's right. If you quit smoking, you could be pregnant. <laughs> Not romantic at all. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> also, he is also the first person to put an umbrella in a drink as well. So he's pioneer of like, all these things. Yeah, he's like Mr. Tiki now. Oh, my God. Harry. He's totally Mr. Tiki. Yeah. Can you imagine a tropical drink without an umbrella? Like, yee! <laughs> <laughs> That's his last name, right? Yee! yee! <laughs> but listen... I can I can give you a real good dad joke right now. Okay, go for it. He, Mr. Yee, could now write Bartender 101. <laughs> ah, oh, doo-doo. <laughs> She's here all week, folks. I like it, I like it. So bad. <laughs> Try the meal. <laughs> so bad. I love it, I love it. Hopefully you cut this. It doesn't oh, come go on. on. That'd be great. You kidding? That's awesome. Ew. Yeah. So, Mr. Harry Lee, yes, obviously doesn't work as a bartender anymore. So, for over 30 years, he did work at the Hawaiian Village Hotel, though, the hotel that he originally started at. So, upon retiring, though, what he did is he went back to school and became the principal of the Hululu's Bartending Training Institute. And there, he actually taught students on his drinks and any other tiki drinks. So, he basically went back and kind of I think what he he's like me. He wanted to go back and inspire the new generation of, of bartenders on the history of tiki drinks and let them, you know, experience it firsthand. Like when I go and teach at the college, it's 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 amazing for me that they're excited and getting totally into it that I'm making tiki drinks for them and they're learning from that because then when they become bartenders wherever they go, then they're going to take that with them. That's a good question for you, Mark, actually, is that have you gone to some of these famous tiki bars have you gone to and then ordered something that's like, say, a classical tiki cocktail and go, no, dude, you, you didn't make it right. That's, that's not right. There's been a couple of times where it's just like they've gone, well, this is the traditional one. And you just go, eh. then I've gone to other places where this is our take on it. And then you go, OK, this is not a good take. <laughs> go back to the original will you that's right yeah. and uh but i have to say generally they've mm-hmm. been all pretty good we've been really lucky at the place we've gone to have uh, you ever to... encountered one that something that was undrinkable that you're like you this yes is just... yes i have so what do you do in that situation then i drink it <laughs> oh geez. that is so canadian of you <laughs> So, Mark, I have a question for you. Have you actually corrected a bartender, like saying, like, this is the recipe? And you, you know what I mean? Like, no, like I don't I've do done that. that, where I've gone in like a Mai Tai. It was on a Caribbean ship. I think I told the story oh, before yes. on the show. And it was red. And I'm like, dude, this is not a Mai Tai. And he goes, yes, it is. I'm yeah. like, no, it's not a Mai Tai. And I'll write you the recipe. And here you go. Uh, the last time we were on a cruise ship, uh, there's like, how many bars on a cruise ship? 10? Mm-hmm. I went to 10 bars and I started writing down what they put in each one. And they were <laughs> all, they all made it differently. <laughs> they all made it differently. And it was just like, what? What's wrong on with you On the same people? ship. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I have uh, taught people though, because there's been a couple of times where uh, there's somebody learning the ropes, like a waitress who's got to go behind the stick. So I've taught them how to, uh, no, do this and this. Oh, okay. Okay, now do this. Oh, okay, thanks. So I've taught people how to, uh, no, don't put that ingredient, put this one. My dad teaches every single waiter how he wants his Negroni made. Oh, I'm sure. To pass yeah. along to the bartender that's making it. I would love to make a Negroni for your dad because I bet you I would kill it. I don't know, dude. He's he, he like oh. he's like Mark. He would like it very booze forward, first of all. Oh, I know. Well, first of all, it is all three boozes. Negroni is And a, very a complete, dry. Yeah. That just depends on your I sweet think. vermouth. Like all comes down to your sweet vermouth, your gin. Uh, it has to be a London's gin. And then, yeah, or uh, Campari, which is very bitter and dry. So you'd be perfect on that. Yeah, he always sends it back saying, nope, not right. Did you know? I did not. not. This show is only uh, like an hour long. Well, it's going to be stretched out just for that one reason. There we go. Okay. So we are going to be talking more about, obviously, the Hawaiian Village Hotel. The famous hotel that everything's been shot at, TV shows and films have been filmed at. So now it's called, and this is a long title, by the way, the Hilton Hawaiian Village Waikiki Beach Resort. Nice. Why and on what planet do you need it to be that long? I would love to see the sign at the front of the hotel that says all that. <laughs> it probably does, and it probably just says Hilton. Yeah, really big matchbook <laughs> covers for that. <laughs> the matchbook's like a foot long. It's like, it's like... <laughs> Anyway, so yes, the resort hotel is on the Waikiki Beach, obviously in Honolulu, Hawaii. Now, the resort actually first opened in 1955 and has since grown to become the largest Hilton chain hotel in the, the world. Yeah, Linda's actually stayed there when she was in the, her teens. Her parents took, away. Her took the whole family there, yeah. So she was there in the 70s. It would have been really cool to be there then. Yeah, she saw Don Ho when she was there. Not there, but it. <gasps> wow. Who? Don Ho. I don't know who the ho is. He's a Hawaiian vocalist. Mm -hmm. Tiny bubbles. Yeah, exactly. So the Hawaiian Village Hotel was actually conceived, constructed, and first administered by Henry J. Kaiser, and who was the industrialist who built the Hoover Dam. So the guy that built the Hoover Dam oh, wow. built a Hawaiian hotel. And today, the Hilton Hawaiian Village Hotel sits on over 22 acres of beachfront property, it features the largest swimming pool in Waikiki and over 22 restaurants, exotic wildlife, and even a botanical garden life. That's a lot of restaurants. Cool. So let's go through the construction of this place. It's been huge. So the first 14-story tower was built in 1957, followed by the Tapa Tower a year later. Then the Diamond Head Tower was two years later. And finally, the Rainbow Tower is in 1968. So I think the Rainbow Tower, if you watch the Hawaii Five-O, the new series, that's the tower you always see all the time in the shot. Like, I think when they shoot that tower, the that hotel now, that's the tower you always see. It's got that kind of blue, yellow, red side to it. So I'm pretty sure that's the Rainbow Tower. And of course, both are home to the Hawaii Five-O. So the Hawaii Five-O show, the new one and the old one. And I think, Mark, you used to watch the whole one, right? Oh, yes, I have. It was one of my faves, one of, one of the few shows we could get growing up, so it was on there. That, <laughs> that and Bonanza, that's all I had. Bonanza! Ah, Bonanza! <laughs> Who was in Bonanza? I'm trying to remember now. It was um, the big names in Bonanza. Lauren Green, Michael um, Landon, mm -hmm. uh, Dan Blocker, 
Anyway, there you go. Those <laughs> at Hop Sing. <laughs> is this the same hotel that did the Elvis? I was going to say also is a where they filmed the Blue Hawaii, the Elvis Presley movie. And it's funny because in the book, Swimming Safari, they talk about Elvis staying at the bar. And he actually would order deep fried peanut butter and jam sandwiches at that time. So that little bad habit that we all heard at the end of Elvis's life, like the peanut butter jam sandwiches and the Twinkies and things like that. He actually already started doing that way, way back in the 60s. I did not know any of that. <laughs> she did not know. So imagine Hawaii is on all of our bucket list, I'm sure, for now, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, we've been there and we would go back in a heartbeat. So from being there, Mark, what is the best? I imagine the main island is the best island of all, right? Well, it's really busy. It's the, there's like when we were there, which was about 10 years ago, there was a million cars on the island of Oahu. So it's a busy, it's, you got, you got to go there just to see it. But all the really great stuff is on the outer islands and it's a lot more relaxed and just a lot more of the, uh, the spirit. As I'm saying, imagine being such a big location and you said millions of cars and obviously the population is boom there that it's kind of loses its tropical look to it, right? It's more of a city. Yeah, Honolulu itself. But you can go to the North Shore and hang out there and watch the surfers. We went to the North Shore and there was no wind at all. So there was no traffic. <laughs> but uh, we got to see the North Shore. There's all kinds of things you can do for the cheap, but it is pretty pricey to go. And it's pretty pricey to stay there, especially in Honolulu. But there are still things to see, like this hotel and other hotels that are still around. A lot of there's no more tiki bars left. The down the beachcomber's long gone, and uh, but there's still things to see there for sure. Paula, yes, yeah, you, you it's on your bucket list as well. Yes, I, I, um, we were supposed to have gone already. Oh no way! Um, yeah, but because of COVID, we ended up not going. And um, it's probably one of our next trips. Yeah. All right. So there's some information about the whole hotel. There's some information about Harry Yee. Happy birthday, Harry Yee. 101 years old. Holy smokes. I hope to God I get that far. I don't think I will, but we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Mark might make it to 101. We'll see. He's well-preserved, so who knows? We're working on it. He's close too. We're He's there. working on it. That's right. That's right. It's a learning experience. You've got mail. So Gabriella has a letter for us, and uh, who wants to read the letter to Mark? Mark is the reader. There we go. Mark is the reader. He's loves reading this. What is your favorite garnish, and what do you recommend for garnish for a tiki party? Okay, so this is a good question. I actually get this asked a lot. Um, you can kind of overbear your garnish. Uh, what I mean by that is that there's lots of times when I first started doing tiki parties where I would have like 10 different kind of exotic pieces of gar- garnish in my um, fruit tray. And by the end of the party, I end up using maybe half of it and then end up throwing it away. So for the most part, really, if you're just using plastic cups and things like that, obviously you don't need really that much garnish. An umbrella really works really well, very quickly. And those are really cheap. You can get a bag of 50 gar- uh, tiki umbrellas for like a couple bucks. So those are obviously something you could do. A slice of pineapple is pretty good. You also do want to have skews. So you can do things like cherries. Uh, you can do orange slices. For the most part, I think pineapple wedges, orange slices. If you're doing something citrusy, like I say a daiquiri, you can always do a lime wedge as well. 
uh, cherry, but don't go too extravagant because, again, depending on how many guests you got, if you're having a very small party, then you can obviously be a little more, if you got more time to work with, example, to make the drinks, then obviously you can get a more extravagant on your garnish. And of course, if you're home by yourself, maybe a couple friends, and you can go really crazy on your garnish. But if you've got a fairly sized good party, like say 12 to 20 people, you don't want to spend all the time uh, working on garnish. So my recommendation is to keep it simple. An umbrella is really a good way to work it. Like I said, pineapple wedge, uh, cherries as well, orange slices, things like that. Mark, what do you? What's your recommendation, or what's your thoughts on garnish? I always like pineapple leaves. I think they're always you can just throw one in and just automatically just makes it look better. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to have a bunch of garnish, make sure you just make them up ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre-slice them so they fit over the glass. And if you're doing something like daiquiris, you don't have to do the wedge if you don't want to. You can just do a slice and just have it float in the drink. It looks just as nice. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of things you could do simple like that. There you go. Just uh, the pineapple wedge is good. Just pre-slice it and you have things you can stick in it afterwards. I think one of the things we mentioned too in the show from the drink that we just talked about on the show is even just throwing in an orchid in there right away. That's tropical. Yes. Right? You have an orchid in there. It's... You're instantly thinking of tiki. Apparently, you can't get them here too. One of the local food companies. If you're if you're doing a large party, apparently you can get orchids or, uh, through some of the uh, uh, like Cisco or whoever it is that does the food delivers. You can actually get orchids here now. So I don't know how much they would be for a box of orchids, but if you're doing something extravagant and big, there you go. It's a bit. It's doable. Mm-hmm. Or you just go to Paula's house. And get no. orchids. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, my babies, no. Oh, sure. I spent almost all year hearing my husband say, these are all dead. It's a bunch of sticks. <laughs> They're finally flowering. No. You, no one touches them. I love how she's willing to give up mint like by the hands falls, but the orchid's like, no, no, nope. Nope, not happening. Nope. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's true. Oh, God. So, Holfi Gabriella, that is some answers to your question. Like I said, for the most part, depending on how many people have at your party and your budget for a course as well, just keep it simple for the most part. Um, I've actually had tiki parties where we've had no garnish. Just everything in a glass, everyone enjoying themselves and having a great time. So... There's other things in the environment that can definitely make it more tiki. The music, the people, everything. So for the most part, cool. All right. So let's tell everybody who we are. We are www.tikicentralcanada.ca. Or .com. There we go. And on that page, you will see there's all the information about this episode, the recipes of this episode, some video links. There is a happy, uh, sorry, there's a Hawaii eye cocktail video that I found. This guy is super enthusiastic, loves Harry Yee's cocktails. And so he has a video that I'm going to attach for you guys. Uh, also, too, we do have our episode and recipe page. Very easy to navigate through. You'll find that out. And then also, do we have our subscribe page? So please do subscribe. We please. will. Please. We're going to have a new podcast uh, studio soon. I'm super stoked. And so, obviously, uh, we're going to need some new furniture. We're going to need some new decorations. And so, uh, yeah, that's going to help me out in the long run. So keep the show alive. And uh, yeah. Look. But, but Craig, how could we be even more professional than we are now? Oh, dude, I can go full-blown. Don't worry about that. <laughs> There's going to be palm trees. There's going to be all kinds of stuff in this freaking podcast studio. It's going to be great. Oh, my God. 
So, yeah, so there also is the cool link page, which actually has a sipping safari from Jeff the Beach Bomberry, which we used for resources on this show, on this particular show anyway. And also, um, yeah, I think that's all we got. So uh, Mark's going to go off and make another drink. I know he just can't wait. He's bone dry on his drink. I know. <laughs> He's like, where's the, where's the rest of it? <laughs> yeah, where's the, sad Where, where's the rest of it? Yeah, and uh, so I'm going to go off and make a drink. I'm sure Paula's going to go check in on the new one and see how she's doing. Yes. Yes. I mm. miss her already. Aww. And uh, stay tuned to the next show, folks. See ya. Bye. Aloha. Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys, hey, guys, where's my drink? Mark, I take it you have a list? No, I don't have a list. <laughs> you no, come on. His you don't have free a list. Passes Linda. All, all my uh, lists of <laughs> have passed away. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So that's why the list is basically expired. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just like oh. <laughs> Give us an example though. <laughs> I have like all these I have all these coupons, right? And they're and the, the date is gone on them now. It's like, oh,